There's a drive in Kelly for like serious self-worth. Get curious about sex. I'm not only going to woo my partner, but I'm going to woo myself. And then meditate. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a monk. You're not always in control. And it was like pride, not have periods, not have emotions. I'm going to need to feel everything. I found in those shattered pieces my truth. We're just piling more shame and judgment on top of the original problem. You're sick. Your body's revolting against you. Epstein-Barr virus, cytomegalovirus. These are things that can be simmering on you that you don't know. And they're the trigger for your problem. Making the connection between your mind and your body, your emotional needs. That is how we heal. You're listening to a Soul Fire Productions podcast. Honestly, as someone who owns a business right now, this can be a very overwhelming time. So I am so excited that as a part of the Soul Fire online retreat series, two of our Soul Fire hosts with a the best podcast, The Uncensored Empath and Wellness Realness, have joined me for a conversation on online marketing, affiliate marketing, and really owning this time of pivoting and growth. Christina Rice and Sarah Small, two of my favorite, most inspiring women. I absolutely love all the work they're doing. We get into reframing how to sell at this time, how to make money and sell during a pandemic the breakdown leads to creation and birthing new products, new opportunities, new businesses, and why this is the time of all times to invest in yourself, in a coach, in your business. And taking advantage of the fact that so many people are online, how can you build from that? This conversation, I swear to God, I am looking at my computer right now. I took so many notes for myself These babes are absolutely brilliant and they are killing the game right now. And they're also just so tapped in energetically, so kind, so compassionate, so empathetic, and they're showing up for their people in such a big way. I love this. These two, they got big lady balls. So we're going for it. Enjoy this conversation on marketing. Before we get into that, just a reminder Go over to Wellness Realness and go over to Uncensored Empath. Subscribe to both of these shows. Leave reviews. Let these girls know what an impact they're making. These are two of the best shows you're going to find. They have doctors, speakers, coaches, authors, healers, talking about holistic business coaching, healing from chronic illness, tapping into your intuition, and everything in between. So go on over there and get that done. Here's Christina and Sarah. Girls, thank you so much for joining me today. I like seeing both of your shiny faces. It makes me happy. There's a lot going on in the world and we've been having conversations as both of you know, in this online retreat series focused on so many different topics. And what I love about what both of you bring to the table is you're very multifaceted in what you offer. And there's the chronic illness piece for all three of us and how we've worked through that and how that has really inspired us to support people. And I think that given the current state of what we're all going through, it's really interesting how this is going to help people shift and is going to inspire new careers for so many people and is going to allow them to be of service in a way they never expected. And I think that's kind of what all three of us have done in our own lives. The way we've shown up for people, probably not what we thought it was going to look like, but because something crazy and ginormous was thrown in our way, we pivoted. 
And Sarah, you were just talking to me about pivoting being the, the big word and big sort of mantra and idea that you're focused on right now that's really coming to you. So I would love for you to start with what pivoting means for you right now and how your experience in pivoting in your own life is really of service now and what you can show people as possible. Absolutely. I really think that we're being called on to be creative and innovative and to look at these old structures in our, our minds, especially and around manifestation that were based on what we think uh, we wanted or was best for people and this idea of control. And I think so many of us have been stuck in these patterns of control and trying to control the outcome and the results of the program we launch or the number of clients we have, or this program needs to launch around this day and it has to look this way and be fucking perfect. And pivoting to me right now is really surrendering control, letting go of what we had planned or what we thought we were supposed to do. And instead like just devoting ourselves to the universe, to spirit and just being like, use me like hands up. I surrender, use me in the way that you see best fit and really being an open channel for what needs to be delivered to the world right now. So I've been really just like leaning into surrender that has helped me then get more innovative and creative and pivot within my business. I had a program I was going to, uh, a bundle that I was going to create with two other entrepreneurs. They actually are both previous clients right around when quarantine started and we, ha we stopped, you know, I'm not saying you can't sell during this time. Cause I do not think that that's true, but the moment this all started, we, we fell into our hearts and we're like, this doesn't feel like the right program to be putting out right now. We thought it was based on what we, you know, income we wanted and the control we wanted to put out into the world. And we just surrendered. We surrendered to this. Isn't the right time right now? And maybe in the future and just really coming back to home to our hearts and asking what is needed right now? How can I be of high service right now? Not about me, but about being of service to the world. And that that's helped me personally pivot numerous times in the last like three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Christina, I know that you are, you're so good at listening to what people need and responding to your clients, to your listeners, to your community. It's one of the greatest strengths that you have. How are you utilizing this time to listen even more, listen further, and then show up in a different way? Yeah. I mean, I think this is a, are you guys into human design? Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I'm like, this is a great time to be a, a generator as I am like, just respond, 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 you know? And I think right now, a lot of people, I see it, as, there are two options, right? You can either crumble and say, why is this happening to me? And I can't do anything. My business is stunted. How am I going to make rent the next couple months? Or you can say, where's the opportunity in this and where can I expand and where can I pivot to Sarah's point and grow? And I think for me, it's like, okay, all this shit is happening in the world. Let me pause and respond to what my audience is asking, what they're needing. And the first thing I did, like when I was like, okay, what's happening is I put out on Instagram, how can I serve you right now? What are you struggling with? And my audience gave me exactly what I needed, right? They told me, I don't know how to pivot my own business. I'm struggling with anxiety. I don't know how I'm going to make rent. And so it's like, okay, how can I create content? to fill that need. And no matter what industry you're in, everybody I'm talking to right now, I'm trying to open space for them to think, how can I pivot my business to move more into the online space and adjust what I thought it was supposed to do to where people like, what's the need right now? And everybody can come out on top. If you look at it 
from that direction? How can I serve people? And in doing so, I can also make more money. But I think it, going back to what Sarah said, it is about releasing control and just surrendering to the situation. And as soon as you start to think about how this is happening for you, I think a lot of beauty can come out of it, right? Because it's kind of forcing us to go to the edges and that's where we expand, right? So the sooner you just get over the fact like, yeah, shit's happening, but where is the opportunity in this? Then you can step into that, push yourself in a new direction. And it's probably in the long run going to expand your business in so many more ways than you ever could have expected, because now you're adding more things and looking at things in you know, a new light. And I just think in the long run, it's really going to serve all of us in a better way. Something that, you know, both of you have podcasts with us and we were all on our, our group uh, host mastermind call the other day. And I was sharing with you guys where I am. If it feels awkward or clunky for me to be selling right now. And I'm so happy that both of you on this call, I told everyone I was selfishly going to talk to you both and take notes because you guys are actually on the reverse side of things. And you really believe that energy is, uh, money is energy and flow. And we want to keep putting that back into the system. And if we're spending things and people are spending with us and there's just that continued growth, I would love for you to talk us through your mindset, Sarah, if you want to start with this on why now is a time to be growing a business, to be marketing, to be spending and how you work through that thought process. Hmm. I have just been really like feeling into like these codes around a new earth. I feel like there's so much destruction right now. And a lot of it is so heartbreaking And as an empath. I'm feeling it and waves of it, but with the destruction also comes creation. And so I'm also feeling this creation of like this new, this newness and this opportunity of being able to like serve the world in a new way, in a more aligned way into, to birth things into the world right now. And so I had to sit with myself around selling right now and like what feels, what feels good and and what doesn't feel aligned. And I've changed some offers, but ultimately I keep coming back to, I, I still feel aligned with putting offers out into the world because of the circ you were just talking about the circulation of money. So if we all stop putting out offers into the world as coaches and entrepreneurs and businesses, and everyone starts hoarding their money and, and just trying to cut expenses versus putting money back in the system. Well, then the economy is going to like stop and halt. Like we have to have this flow, this circulation of money. And ultimately there is still the energy of money circulating on our planet. And so I keep asking myself, how do I want to be putting money into that system that helps circulate in a more sustainable way? And also where am I going to put offers out that are also of service to the world to help people also have the opportunity to put their money into a, the, the system, into the circulation of the energy of money in an aligned way. And so I was talking to a friend about this the other day around wealth embodiment and what it means to be like wealth conscious right now. And to really, to embody the frequency of wealth and wealth in all ways, not just money. And part of that to me, embodying the frequency of wealth is not backing away when shit gets hard and not um, dipping into my own scarcity and own fear-based thoughts around money. And instead continuing to play, like play the game of, of energy, play with energy and money is just neutral energy. So we just get to play with it. And I just keep thinking about where I'm putting my dollars and where I'm, um, what offers I'm putting out that are in alignment right now. So we can keep that circulation going. Mm, That's so good. Christina, I'd love to hear your take. Yeah. I mean, 
So when you think about manifestation, a big part of that is passing tests, right? And I think right now is the ultimate test for people, the ultimate test. And so it goes back to exactly what Sarah was saying. You can act out of fear and fail the test, or you can say, I'm worth this. I know I'm going to survive this. I'm, I'm going to come out of it even better than before and put your money into things and invest and say, Hey, universe, like I'm worthy. I'm not afraid. I trust you. And I trust that I'm going to come out stronger, better than this. And that is how you manifest abundance, wealth, <laughs> money. Right? So I think that on an energetic level right now is a time where it's more important than ever before to keep putting your money into the system and into yourself more than ever before. If you want to think long-term, everybody who's putting money into themselves and into the system right now is going to come out manifesting abundance and wealth in a few months and further on down the line. Like now is a really, really important time to step into your power and step into love and faith and trust in the universe instead of acting out of a place of fear, which a lot of people are. And those are the people who are hoarding their money and when we want to manifest in abundance, we have to think, how does somebody who is wealthy live? And that doesn't mean they just throw their money away, right? They're still responsible with their money, but they're not acting out of a place of scarcity. It's out of a place of like responsibility and trust. And, and that's two different energies. And I think a lot of people misunderstand when we say like, you know, keep putting money into the system. It's not saying just throw away all of your money, but don't act out of a place of fear. Like I can't afford that. I can't afford that. Somebody who's rich is not going to say that. It's like, I don't want to invest in that right now, but I do want to invest in myself because I know that when I do that, I can come out on top later on down the line. So I just think that right now, more than ever before, it's really important um, energetically to be putting the money into the system and to keep to keep going because we're at this place where we're facing the unknown and reptilian brain, the unknown is maybe there's a tiger back there that's going to kill me. So people <laughs> want to take a step back, but the unknown is also where we expand. That's where creativity lies. And if we really want to get to the next level, you have to face the unknown. You have to push forward. So I just see this as the ultimate test and I want people to, tr to trust and keep moving forward. And I promise it will pay you forward. So that's, that's my perspective. I love that so much. I actually, right before we got on this call, I did an entire solo episode talking about trust, trusting ourselves. And this is a moment where we have an opportunity to trust ourselves in ways we may never have before. If we don't trust ourselves why would someone else trust us? If we're not putting money into a system, if we're not investing ourselves in ourselves, why are people going to invest in us as well? Why will they trust us? And I think this is, I love the way you both put this in trust. We have a moment here where we have options and we can not trust ourselves and we can be in full chaos and spiral and that will lead us down one path. Or we have an opportunity to trust ourselves to know that all of humanity over and over and over again has gotten through tough times. Regardless of what it looks like, we are resilient as humans and we can overcome things. And look at all, I, I keep going back to 2008, it keeps reminding me, so many businesses were birthed out of a horrible recession where people were losing their homes. Women were going to back to work, they had children, they didn't know what to do and all of a sudden they had to go and get jobs because they had to support their families or they lost so much and they didn't know what to do. They lost all of their, their wealth and everything in the stock market and there was nowhere else to go, but to know I can do this. And I think that's what both of you are doing in this moment is teaching other people that it doesn't have to be ugly, that it doesn't have to be horrible, that coming out of this, when you have that inner trust and in knowing of your own abilities to overcome and be resilient, there is a plethora of opportunity 
and light on the other side. How can we collectively, of course, we're all going to have fear and anxiety and and there's going to be some nerves because there is so much unknown. So when we get into those moments when we're like, I don't know what the fuck to do, like this is crazy and, and new for me. How do we get our minds and, and shift into this trusting and this knowing, Sarah? So when we talk about the central nervous system, anything that is unfamiliar is initially perceived as a threat by our autonomic nervous system, which are part of our brain stem, like literally labeling things as like safe or unsafe. So what's unfamiliar and uncertain is initially going to feel scary and I have been encouraging my community, my one-on-one clients, group coaching programs lately, like everybody (laughs) to just feel into that and not to avoid it, to just sit and be like, I'm fucking scared right now. I'm worried about my money. I'm worried about my job, worried about my kids. I'm worried about whatever, like whatever that stressor is, the nervous system in a very natural supposed to be protective way for us. Like Christina was just talking about, like the the tiger that feels like it's behind you. It's like, shit, when's this tiger going to like attack? And so we go into this survival response and mode in our body and it's very normal. And I just keep encouraging everyone that it's okay to sit in that for a moment. It's okay to embody that and to look around, you know, and, and just observe what's happening in your body to feel into your heart, to notice how your system is reacting to the current situation instead of just trying to like sprinkle glitter on everything right now. Like it's not all fucking glitter. There's some things that are scary. So I'm not saying sit in it forever, but let yourself be there for a moment. Maybe we all need to learn what isolation feels like. Maybe we all need to realize how to cope with this stress and, and like this, the context of the world in healthier ways. And maybe that to speak to Christina's point, that's part of the test right now. How are we going to rise up above this? So don't be afraid to sit in it for a moment, but then I'm moving out of it and I'm going, okay, so my body feels afraid. It feels scarcity. It feels fear. And then I try to disprove it. And I'm like, but I have a roof over my head, but there is money in my bank account. Uh, I was furloughed at one of my jobs, my yoga teaching job, but there's still income coming in in other areas. And just like really being okay with every flavor of emotion that comes up right now. I don't know. Did that answer your question? Yes. No, that's incredible. I love that because it's not about avoiding feelings in this moment. It's about feeling feelings, acknowledging where we are, acknowledging the anxiety in in your chest or the stomach ache because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know where your next paycheck is coming from and Mm -hmm. that's okay. And then moving and flowing through those emotions into, okay, what can I allow to now come into my space? I have cleared this and I have let myself feel these things. And then there is more on the other side. Christina? Yeah, I have a lot of things to say about this. I mean, what Sarah said is so perfect. And I think we have a really beautiful opportunity to go deeper here. And it goes back to, you have to feel to heal, right? So like Sarah's talking about, let yourself feel it and sit with it and actually like identify the emotion first of all, because it's not always just fear. There's more to it. And where do you feel it in your body? And I mean, ironically, what people don't realize is if you have really bad anxiety about something, if you sit with it for 10 minutes, it will go away much faster than if you like feel it, but never actually just let yourself 
sit with it and actually feel it. Right. So it'll go away much more quickly if you let yourself feel it, but identifying what the, what the feeling actually is and where you feel in your body, but then going deeper into where you felt it before, because there's a good chance that especially right now, like we're not feeling just fear and anxiety around what's happening right now. We're feeling all of the fear and anxiety from shit that's happened earlier on in our lives and past lives, like it's all bubbling up right now and coming to the surface, everything we haven't worked through. So if you can identify that, that feeling really and where it is in your body and think, where have I felt this before and start to move through those experiences, then you will, you will expand in so many different ways because that's really what this is about. And this is another opportunity that we are given right now in this, in this space. So I think that like, that is one of the most important things, um, we can do. And I also just want to say back to like, so when we feel nervous, it's very similar to when we feel excited. Right. And I think for me, whenever I feel so scared or nervous, I will get, I'll get quiet and I'll think about all the times when something amazing has happened in my life. And every time something fucking incredible has happened. I felt scared shitless right beforehand. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like anytime I've made a ton of money, like I put out a big launch or just like putting myself out there like with vulnerability with somebody, putting out a crazy podcast, telling someone I love them. Like I feel scared shitless, but something amazing came out of it. So sometimes when you can like really reframe that and realize maybe this is just the birth of something even more exciting, like even better, we can turn those nerves into excitement because it feels so similarly in our bodies. And I don't know if this has been coming up for you guys, but every single day with tarot cards and with other, my friends and even like psychically, everyone's like, I keep pulling fertility cards. Like I'm pulling fertility cards every single day. I have a lot of friends who have, have been having visions of like babies and it's, it's not necessarily everyone's, I mean, people probably are going to have a lot of babies right now. <laughs> All <laughs> the sex. Yeah. It is this idea of birth. Right. And I think we also need to think about with business and entrepreneurship, what separates the people who make it from the people who don't. And there are many things, but one, one of the most important things is when shit gets tough, do you rise to the occasion and trust that like, this is going to this is going to work out. You feel so strongly that you are doing something that is serving other people and that your heart's in it. Like this is aligned. It's going to work out. Do you really trust in that? And you're going to push through the hard shit or do you crumble and take a step back because you're afraid the people who, who are afraid and take a step back are the people who don't make it right. So who do you want to be? You get to choose who you want to be right now. So that's how I feel about it. Damn girl, <laughs> mic drop. Over and over. I love talking to you too. I just got super fucking inspired right now. I actually was talking about that in my solo I just recorded as well. We are in choice right now. And I think part of the problem collectively is that we don't feel we're in choice. We feel like we are being mandated to stay in our homes and this is what you are and you aren't allowed to do. And then we throw our hands up in the air and we're like, fuck it, I'm not doing anything. Okay. We are still in choice in every yeah. moment, in how we show up, in how we interact, in the conversations we have, in, w in the ways we are of service to people, in the intentions that we set. How have you guys moved from, okay, I'm stuck in my house and these are the things I have to do and these are the, the, the uh, rules I have to follow into, I get to do X, Y, and Z and these are my choices. Sarah? Mm -hmm. Oh, so, I mean, I, I have to be honest here, fully transparent that this is also partially like introvert dream. Of yes. like, I, I, I do kind of love this right now. So it hasn't been super challenging for me, but it, my answer is also a lot of what you just said, Kelly, around 
the language that we use. So is this happening to me or is this happening for me? And I keep asking like, what is showing up in the most perfect divine way right now and looking for the evidence that this is happening for me versus to me. And it goes back to that surrendering control as well as realizing, yeah, maybe I, I, there are more rules around where I can and cannot go and the people I can and cannot interact with lately. But you know, how can I choose to bring community and interaction and socializing into my life in a way that is just different is innovative, like FaceTiming and Zooming friends more often lately. And I also, Christina, just talked about Oracle cards and it reminded me that I pulled a card for myself the other day and it was similar to fertility, but it was the infinite supply card. And so it felt like this really just abundance of that creation of that birth energy and reminding myself that there's, even though there might be like more external rules, I get to choose and be at cause for my reality. And I am choosing that there's an infinite supply that there is an unlimited source for me to tap into right now. And how do I get to use this time for me versus feeling like a victim of it? Cause when we're in that victim mentality, I mean, Oh, don't get me started, but, but it, there's not a lot of good things like that can happen if you stay stuck in that place. So I'm really trying to, uh, reframe for, for growth. Christina, something that's coming up for me right now is I, part, I partially don't even remember all the, the question, but <laughs> I feel like, I mean, we have been in such masculine mode for so long, just as a collective and right now is a really beautiful space to get more into our feminine. And for me again, like I like, I'm a hermit, right? (laughs) So this is great for me. And it really hasn't changed my day to day that much to be quite honest, but it has changed a lot of the energy I'm feeling as an empath and the way I'm coaching people and the way I'm responding to my audience for sure. So I'm definitely feeling it in that way, but I'm starting to think about, okay, my daily life is, even though I'm in my house a lot, I feel so go, 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 go. And a lot of people feel that in the same way, but right now we can, we can introvert for a second and use this space to be a lot more creative, which for a lot of people, especially with business marketing, you might have been lacking for a while if you've been too far in the masculine. And so right now it's how can you bring more of that feminine energy into your business and take this space to get quiet. I know at least for me and for most people, they, we feel our most creative when, when we are quiet, when we allow for a silence. So it's about taking in that open space and getting more creative right now. And I think that's a really great way to kind of expand your business in, in this time period and going like just how you reframe that in your mind and think about, okay, what do I usually focus on in my business and where have I been feeling like I'm lacking? And for a lot of people, it is that more creative space, the more feminine energy. So now I have open space to work on that. So let's just dive in and take advantage of it. Mm. And I think that's really helpful. So, so good. So a lot of people on this call right now are entrepreneurs, have their own businesses. They're selling products and services and probably feel like all of us do. We're taking a bit of a hit and we're having to restructure what our offerings look like, how we're pricing things, where we're selling. If you're selling in stores and all of a sudden certain stores aren't open and then you're only able to sell on Amazon and how we can can move things so that it makes sense for us. I would love your, your guidance on steps that people can take so that they can still continue selling or reaching their 
right customers and mm-hmm. uh, have that intention of being of service and showing up with the best quality, whatever it looks like, um, but not feeling the burden or having to sacrifice what they've built for so long. Yeah. You know, it's easier when I have like a specific example, but I encourage you to whatever. Okay. I'll give you an example because I know she's on the call and I think she'll be okay with this. So if you have a company that is selling the best, highest quality chocolate on the planet and people are not necessarily buying as much luxury items, right? Or you can mm-hmm. even use, um, you know, whether it's beauty products or buying clothes because we're not leaving the house. When you're in that situation, what mm-hmm. do we do? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, shifting your marketing is really important. And all of us need to step into our roles as coaches right now. Even if you're not traditionally a coach, you're a coach right now. You need to coach people, reframe for them why they need your product or your service. And like pay attention to the times. The worst mistake people can make right now is acting like nothing's going on and keep marketing as it is. No, people are feeling this fear. People like shit's happening. People are address head on. I know that you don't want to spend your money right now, but this is why it actually will help you. People are spending money on things where they feel like it's going to improve their health, help with the coronavirus, if it's going to improve mental health. So reframe for them very specifically how your, your product, your service, the chocolate, there are so many different angles you could take, right? With how that, how that's beneficial for someone right now and why now of all times is the point when they should invest in this delicious, healthy chocolate. You're probably still having sugar cravings at home. You want a healthier option. This block will last a long time. It's, it's stable in the fridge, you know? So there's so many different, I mean, I could go deeper into that, but the point is to reframe for people why they actually need this right now, your specific product. Speak very directly to that person and also taking advantage of, I don't care what industry you're in, you need to do it. In my opinion is take advantage of the fact that so many people are online right now. People are bored. People are bored. People are already getting sick of Netflix, be their Netflix, provide education. That was a really great time to fill that gap. If you haven't been educating as much, or you haven't been on video that much, or you haven't taken any opportunities to create community. Now is, now is your chance. How can you make your product, your service associated with community that's online. You know, there's so many different ways you can do that webinar. This is where you can insert the education. People are craving community and connection right now. And people are also pretty open to anything that will entertain them. If you can be entertaining and provide education and value, then people are going to pay attention. And I, this comes back to, I just feel like this is a golden opportunity for everyone's business where you can get in there, get in front of people's heads versus, you know, so many other times before it's like you have three seconds to capture someone's attention. That's a, that's a different ball game. Right. Mm -hmm. And now it's, what are you going to do if you actually can get someone to sit down for 45 minutes or even five minutes, 10 minutes and pay attention to you. You have a lot more opportunity to reframe and really drive home why they need this right now. So again, it comes back to just taking the opportunity and again, shifting into more education, more into entertainment and addressing head on. Hey, I know you have, um, this struggle with money right now. This is why you need my product. Or you might feel like you might feel like you don't need it because X, Y, and Z, but this is actually why you do. So step into that coach role for your audience. Also, Mm -hmm. I don't remember who said this, um, the other day to me, but they said, people are going to pay attention how you showed up during crisis. Mm -hmm. If you are showing up for your people, for your community, for your customers from the best place of intention and service and education and caring about them, not just 
caring about sales and products and all of these things, but really going in with the attention intention of showing up during a crisis, people are going to pay attention and remember that when we come out of this. Mm -hmm. I just want to add a little something to that, Kelly. I was on Facebook and reading this somehow this thread locked me in and I was reading all the comments <laughs> and there were a lot of comments about how uh, certain figures in the industry, whether I don't, it wasn't like just coaching. It was just like entrepreneurs kind of in general and how people were saying like, oh my gosh, you know, so-and-so hasn't acknowledged. And, and to Christina's point, like when you just fully acknowledge what's going on, I think it really brings down this barrier versus when you don't acknowledge what's happening and you just go about your merry little way, I think it can come off as like insincere. And then, it, you know, a lot of people I work with have this fear of being salesy or sleazy or whatever. Well, if you're not addressing a global crisis, then, then maybe it does come off a little bit more that way, even if it's not your intention. And so it's a really good opportunity to build that no like, and trust factor. And on a personal level, I have, I don't think I've ever been ever given out so much free content right now, but I'm still selling. So like, there's so much that I'm just like, really just like going back into the vault of all the content I have. There's like me with purple hair and blue hair and all these old <laughs> videos that I'm unearthing right now. I'm being like, here you go, here you go. But at the same time, like that circulation of money we were talking about, and I'm still selling and I'm still making money. Mm, I like that a lot, Christina. Yeah. I also just wanted to like reiterate in terms of, okay, we have to think long-term gain, right? And we're not going to be in this space that we're at right now forever. And even if, how do I want to say this? So I think that it's really wise to actually put money in, into marketing right now, because let's say, let's use Coca-Cow. Let's say Coca-Cow expands an ambassador program and every single influencer is talking about Coca-Cola and everybody who's on Instagram is seeing this. Um, and they're seeing it for however long this lasts because we're all on social media. People are spending ridiculous amounts of time on Instagram right now. Even if the sales aren't skyrocketing right at this moment, when it's over, people were going to remember that's all they saw for these however many weeks or months. And then it's going to come in later on. So I just think that right now is just prime marketing opportunity. And it comes back to always thinking about the big picture, not just where we're sitting at right now. Um, and I think especially with smaller businesses or people who are first starting out, it can be easy to get paralyzed and feel like I only want to put my money into something where I'm going to get the money back next week. And that's just not how it works. Mm. Right. And if you really have a good product or service, trust, trust that it's going to work out. I think it's the ideal time to be putting money into marketing specifically on Instagram, to be honest. That's so awesome. And you guys, please drop any questions as specific as you want to get. That's even better for these two. So they can provide support and a little insight onto where you are. Uh, I want to move to the topic of changing careers and directions during this time. Many people either uh, being laid off from their jobs because they can't afford to pay their employees anymore, or they're taking this time and realizing I didn't want to be doing this to begin with. I'm going to utilize this time to create a new path for myself. Mm -hmm. Sarah, what would be your advice for someone who is looking to veer in a new direction at this time and the questions they should be asking themselves? Yeah, I, I have several people in my community who have been laid off. And while it has brought up lots of internal stuff, they also see the deep 
like divine timing in it because they were miserable at their job. And I think a lot of people, not everyone, of course, but I want to be mindful of the people who, you know, are, are not wanting that in their life. But uh, a lot of people that I've personally talked to also feel like, I might not have ever like got the lady balls to quit and put in my notice. Cause it, it like brought up so much fear for me to actually walk away from the money. I was because at least it's something at least, at least it's some money and kind of settling for fine. And so I think in some cases, the opportunity of not being able to go into work is now opening a doorway to a better, more aligned path. If you, again, we were talking about being at cause and having choice right now, if you empower yourself to look at it that way, because of course you can stay in the victim mindset or you can choose to say and look and go, okay, like what other opportunity that's better and more aligned, maybe it pays more as well is now opening up for me. And so the questions to be asking yourself, gosh, I mean, I would just keep checking in with what feels in alignment and releasing where, uh, realizing where there was misalignment, fear, scarcity, just that, uh, wanting to stay in this like plateau of, of fine and, it's settling to me. It's just settling, settling, settling in our lives and ask yourself, where have I been settling? And if there were no rules, I dropped all the fucking rules and all the lack mindset and all the limiting beliefs of what I think is really possible. What would I actually want in my life? What would I actually desire? What would my career profession soul's purpose look like? And can I now start to, during this time, research that, look for the opportunities, look for the doors that are opening up. People are actually still hiring right now. And if it's, if it's being an entrepreneur, okay, now is a really great time. There is so much free content on how to start your business out there, as well as obviously paid courses too, to be diving into and learning and building that skill, like flexing that muscle of now's the time sister, grab your lady balls and step up to the plate and go for it. Damn. I love the lady balls. <laughs> Christina has lady balls. I know that for a fact. What do you have for me, girl? I mean, I totally echo everything Sarah just said. I couldn't have said it better. Um, and I mean, you have open space now to actually dive into your passion. So take advantage of it. Also, there are two things I really want to point out because I feel like Sarah covered the, the main stuff that's important. But first of all, I always want to remind people to ask yourself, am I moving into this direction out of fear? Am I acting out of fear versus out of love? Because a lot of people might be saying they want to pivot or they want to get a new job, but it's just out of fear. And I, I think a lot of people are out of alignment and this is a beautiful opportunity to move into something that is in more alignment. But there are also other people who maybe they really do like their jobs, but they're scared. Mm -hmm. And so they're just trying to pivot just because they're afraid. And that's not the move to make, <laughs> right? So always ask yourself if you're acting out of a place of fear with everything with business. And I think also if you're just looking to restructure your business, thinking big picture. And I think there are two parts to this first, what can I do? How can I pivot right now to serve the current climate and what people are in need of right now? This is really important. That's what's going to propel you forward. But also if I'm restructuring or changing my business or career path, 
how is that also going to look long-term? So it's about restructuring or starting a business that is going to work right now and serve people right now, but long-term will continue to, will continue to grow because I've seen a lot of people, you know, they have taken advantage of what's happening right now and they've shifted uh, their, their career, what they're, what they're putting out there to serve the current times, but it doesn't have, it doesn't have longevity. And I think that's also uh, bad for us energetically. If we're trying to act like this is going to last a long time, I'm, I'm trying to go into it with the mindset of like, Hey, this isn't going to last as long as everyone thinks. Um, and I want whatever business decisions I make right now to be able to stand that test of time. So I think that's another thing to think about. What can you add in or shift or adjust so that it's better for you right now and better for a community right now, but also that it will still serve a purpose in a year, two years, three years, 10 years, right? So it has to be able to be flexible and dynamic in that way. So I think thinking about that is super helpful. This is so good. You two have addressed this a little bit already, but I want you to explain why now is the time if you're going to do this to invest in yourself and invest in coaching. So many people are scared. Like we talked about hoarding their money, not spending money on things. If you're going to spend money right now is the time to invest in a coach, invest in someone who has, I won't say answers because we all have the answers for ourselves, but they can ask you the right questions. So you find the answers that can guide you in a time of reframing things in moving in a new direction or of really getting to your own truth and what's meant for you, Sarah. I believe that when you make hard decisions, ballsy decisions, risky decisions that, but your heart is like screaming yes to those decisions in in a freaking global pandemic that it's going to pay off. If you had the guts to do that and now you're like going to be abundantly rewarded. And so I just, I really encourage people to, yeah, there's a lot going on right now, but if you can create the bravery and the courage and the like, motivation and drive to do this now, think about how many other things you are capable of, how much you're going to be proving to yourself because you don't have anything to prove to the world, but what are you going to be proving to yourself in that action of investing in yourself now? And how freaking proud are you going to be of yourself six months, a year, five years, like Christina was talking long-term from now, you're going to be so proud of yourself that you did that, even though it was scary. And even though it was a little edgy or sticky for you. So I just really encourage people to look at that big picture and really step up to the plate of what their heart is calling them to do. And if it's starting a business, investing in a coach, maybe making the biggest investment that they ever made in like themselves, you're worth it. You deserve that now. And always, this doesn't change how deserving you are of investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Damn. Christina. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to make you more magnetic than, than ever, if you can do it right now. And I mean, at any, any time, anyone who invests in coaching is going to be further ahead than someone who doesn't because of that energetic exchange. It's not because the coach has magical answers. They might know some things that you don't, but at the end of the day, it's because they push you towards the edges of expansion. And I think of coaching as just the fast track to getting where you want to go. So it's like you could get to where you want to go in five years or 10 years, or you could get there in three months. So what would you rather? And I think right now is a really good time to 
make that big, take that big energetic step and make that big signal. Like, Hey, I'm fucking worth this. And like, I know it's going to pan out like Sarah was saying. So I just think that, I think it's the smart move. And I also think it's helpful because right now when things can feel super crazy and you have a coach to kind of just keep things in perspective for you, it will really help you not make any unnecessary crazy decisions again it can it turn it goes back to like what's gonna be worth it for you long term what's the right business move for you long term and having a coach really just helps you realign so i just think on every level energetic abundance wealth personal growth like investing in coaching right now is more important than ever before especially when you need that um, most people need that emotional support i think all of us do so I think it's now is the time to be honest. Absolutely. And all three of us have utilized our podcasts to reach more people and to provide more content during this time. I have a show coming out about every day right now, uh, much of that because of the online retreat, but it feels really good to me to be able to have these conversations and share it with people and provide support and a service that has a lot of meaning and fulfillment for me. And podcasting is popping off right now. I actually just talked to um, one of the guys that we work with at another company um, that we work with through Soulfire, and he was telling me that the numbers and the rates of growth on their platform, which is a hosting platform, has almost tripled in the last two weeks because people are starting podcasts or uh, reworking old shows and trying to reach people because it's a way and a, and a mode of media that we can reach more people. I'm curious how you guys look at podcasting now in this state when we can't have live events, when we can't reach people in person and how we can get across such important content and information. Sarah? I love podcasting because it allows you to like be in someone's ear and it feels intimate and it makes us feel, in my opinion, it makes us feel connected in a time when we are kind of in our silos of our homes. And so people are, I think more than ever, not only on social media and and like consuming content, but they're looking for people they can trust. And so there's a lot of fear-based content and media that news that is also being shared. And to me, it feels like such a wonderful opportunity to be the person that they come to for hope and for support and for motivation. And to also just feel all the feels that it's just like a really safe, supportive place where I can intimately connect with them on the podcast. And so I've been loving using it. I've also been putting out more shows lately because it, it feels like there's something in my heart. That's just saying like, Sarah, speak up, speak up, speak up, say what you want to say. Stop worrying so much about what's right and wrong and what you're going to be judged for or whatever people are going to be critical of and just step up now and start speaking your truth and be somewhere. This, this like beacon of hope that people can kind of lean into at this time. So I'm loving it and I'm not surprised more people are going to be diving into it. Christina. I I think it circles back to the idea of that we were talking about before. People are going to remember who was there for them during this time period. And like Sarah was saying, podcasting feels very intimate. And I know people who are longtime listeners of my show feel like, oh, I'm going to listen to this twice a week because I there's something comforting about it. No matter what I say, I could talk about nothing. There's something comforting about it. And it it's sort of like, let's say you call your mom every Sunday to talk to her. You know, it's that piece of home. You love chatting with her. And now that shit's hitting the fan, you just want to talk to her every day. You call her every day during this time. 
we need to show up for people in that same way. Right. So instead of my, my listeners calling me twice a week to listen to the podcast, I want to be there for them more times during the week to really show up. It's just that sense of comfort. And with so much media that is creating more, more fear and panic, I don't want to be adding to that noise. You know, I want, I want to be the one that people remember as, Oh, she actually made me feel calmer. She got my mind off of what's going on. That's who I want to be in this time period. And so, yeah, I'm not surprised it's, it's exploding and people I think have more time to listen to podcasts as they're trying to fill their time between Netflix and podcasts and Instagram. (laughs) But I also want to say that, you know, hopping into a podcast right now, I think people have this idea that they're just going to start a podcast tomorrow and because it's a great space and it's exploding. Okay. My podcast is going to explode. It's not that simple. You still have to be strategic with it, which is again, why I think coaching can be really helpful Mm -hmm. to do it in in the right way. And, you know, making money off of a podcast, people think they're going to make money directly off of a podcast. And when your first, if your first podcast is tomorrow, that your your actual podcast is not going to make you money. I can tell you that. Right. But you don't have to have a huge show to make money off of it. It's about being strategic with how you're going to use it to serve people, to be the one that they remember was there for them during this shitty time. And also you can use it to fuel money into your business currently. It's a great way to market, but it's just about being strategic with it. So I think that's just another reason why coaching is helpful. And I do think it's a great time to hop into podcasting, but I think for reasons that might be different than what people expect, I think people look at it as just like an easy answer. And it's like, guess what? If everyone else is starting a podcast too, like the numbers are still the same. So I think just being smart about it is super important. Yeah. Listening, like you guys mentioned to what people need and showing up of service in that way. And the way I see it too, I think podcasting for so long, it hasn't even been around that long, but for eight to 10 years where it's been prevalent has been a lot of entertainment. And I think during this time when people may be shifting careers or reevaluating who they are and what they're doing, it's more educational. It's more of like taking a course. Where can Mm -hmm. I go? Listen to Sarah, listen to Christina, get marketing advice, figure out how to run my business veer off into a different direction. I think that's where podcasting is going to thrive in this time. And I think that's where we can answer the call is how can we provide connection, community, and education and show up for people as they are reevaluating their lives in a different way than they may have ever done before. I was just going to say, it just feels like an opportunity to say yes, like an opportunity to say yes to what your soul is calling to what you want to, what do you want to ha- to be rebirthed out of this time? What are you going to say yes to? So that on the other side of this, like you do get to manifest, receive that, that new creation, that new normal. I think we're all going to have a new normal on the other side of this. Just simply, even if our job hasn't changed, just simply for, by the fact that we've been through this thing that's unprecedented. And so what do you want that new normal to look like? Now is your time to commit to that and figure out what are the action steps I need to take in order to get there. And I love how Christine has been emphasizing it is like now more than ever, a great time to work with a coach to help guide you and someone to lean on, to support you, to, to, get to that place. Also just thinking when you said that, it's like, (laughs) I feel like so often in my life, I think I wish I had five days to just pause. I could get so much work done. I could get so much quality shit done if I didn't have all this other crap going on. And it's like, oh my God, this has just been inserted into our lives to take advantage of it. Right. But, um, going back to your original question, I think the first thing is thinking about what your audience 
specifically needs, which might be different than what my audience needs or Kelly's or Sarah's. I know for me, um, most of my audience is in the health and wellness space. I have a lot, lot of health and wellness coaches. So where I am turning my content is, you know, I don't need to provide any statistics or like about coronavirus. Like there's enough, like, I don't care. It's not, that's not what you're going to get when you come to my page. What I'm focusing on is how do you move through this? And also, um, a kind of a combination between how, how am I moving through this? Because people are actually more interested in like what I'm doing personally. And all of us who have platforms, it's like people are very curious how other people are handling it and what they're doing to move through it. And so providing people resources in that way, anything more than ever before, because people want connection opening up. So it's like, what are some tangible tips for moving through this? How can I be more vulnerable than ever? So people feel connected and that also helps them to get their minds off of it. Like just, I mean, the other night I went on Instagram and I was talking about like my, I was opening up about like childhood abuse that I've never talked about before. Right. In my life. But it's like that someone messaged me and they're like, for two whole days, I didn't think about Corona because I was thinking about everything you brought up when discussing that. Right. And so it's like, and people are craving that connection and it's really beautiful time to be more vulnerable than ever. Um, and then also just being that source of entertainment that again, gets people's minds off of it. And so when I'm providing health education, which I do, I'm not focusing on the Corona related things because they can go to the other 5 million accounts talking about it because that's what I know my audience needs, but someone else's audience might be different. So I think it's about getting really clear on what your audience needs and providing resources and education, entertainment to help them move through this space in a more hopeful perspective. Because for me, I'm just trying to hammer home guys, like there's opportunity in this. So like, I want to help you figure out what your opportunity is. And that's more helpful for people than just giving them fear-based information. That's so good. We, we just got a, a question and I'm going to wrap it up after this. Uh, they asked, do you have any strategy tips for podcasting for both new shows and established? Sarah, I'll let you start here. I feel like you're the person. <laughs> I'll, I'll answer after. <laughs> um, I think really figuring out who you're speaking to is, is at least one of the first steps. I mean, if you already have a really established, like you are an established public figure, then sure. Like everyone might just come and want to listen to you talk about random shit and they'll listen just cause it's you. Cause they love the crap out of you. But I know when I first started my show, um, about two years ago, I, I really thought about who is the audience I'm speaking to and what are, I mean, we can like really get into the nitty gritty here at least a little bit around like, what are the, the three pillars that I'm going to be discussing on my show? You know, chronic illness, empaths, uh, trauma are like three things that I talk about a lot in my show and not that there only can be three, but I, I really narrowed into like, what are the main topics of discussion and who am I talking to? And like the offers that we've been talking about creating for our audiences right now in the middle of this outbreak, I think also considering what does your audience want to hear from you on a podcast? Not just right now during this time, but like looking at the long term as well. What are the main topics that you're going to be addressing in order to build a really loyal following? And then I found that after you have that loyal following, then you can record a show about, you know, your dog or something like kind of random or left field. But in the beginning, I was really conscious of what content I was creating and what my audience wanted to hear. I hope that helps. That's great. Christina, what about you? 
You've been doing yeah, this I for mean, like 20 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Longer than I've been alive. <laughs> um, no, I'm 25. It's yeah. Funny. I was going to say, uh-uh, girl, don't even try. She's reverse um, aging in isolation. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. Um, no, I mean, that was the number one thing I would say for sure. So Sarah is right on the money, in my opinion. And I think also not thinking of the podcast as a standalone thing, but more of, more of how can I integrate this in and enhance what I'm already doing using this. Mm -hmm. So with the audience you have on your other channels, it's like, Hey, here's a podcast to learn about this because that's easier for people to listen to while they're doing other things. It's a way for it to get more intimate versus thinking of it as like the standalone thing. as like, I'm going to put a podcast out into the universe and everyone's going to come and find it tomorrow. And I'm going to grow my audience. It's more of like, how am I going to use the podcast to enhance my audience I have my other channels to grow those, I think is a smarter strategy right now. I'm not saying it won't grow as its own podcast separately, but really integrating it into what you're doing to enhance what you already have is a smarter strategy, in my opinion, just because the chances of you going to number one on iTunes next week is are low, to be honest. But that's not the value of a podcast, right? It's how can I use this to serve the audience I have and enhance these other channels, you know, integrating it with growing your email list on your website, on social media, and really just not thinking about it as a separate thing, the new endeavor, totally more of like, I'm putting it into everything else to expand everything else. Mm -hmm. So I'm more well-rounded. I think that's amazing. Sense. Yeah, I agree with both of you completely. Uh, a couple things I would add from our perspective and what we, we really talk to our hosts about doing uh, when it comes to analytics and growing your show. So sharing on social media, one of the biggest issues that we see hosts run into is they're not sharing their show on their stories on social media enough. They're not face to face in the camera talking about their guests and what they're discussing and the topics that are coming up. That's one simple change you can make is just talking about your show as it relates to your audience. So listening as both of you do so well, listening to what your audience needs and wants. And then when your guests address those topics, speaking to those things. So if you have a functional medicine doctor on who's talking about chronic illness, you know that your audience is with you a lot of the time because of chronic illness and addressing Lyme disease and uh, you know, fibromyalgia or Epstein-Barr virus and misdiagnosis. These are the topics we covered. Addressing those, that speaks to your audience. They're more likely to show up because of it. I think that's one way. Um, another way is show titles. Show titles are things we just don't think about, but that's what grabs us. That's the first thing someone is going to see when they're scrolling through a feed. So even if you've had a podcast for years, you can go back and change show titles. Now that you have a better understanding of what you're doing, don't feel guilty about that. Go back and change those. Maybe it's uh, changing one word. Maybe it's changing it so that it addresses where your community is now and talking about whether it is more functional medicine or it is more spirituality, maybe you address that in that show, but that wasn't the focus for you at the time. And now you've shifted speaking to whatever you feel your audience needs at this time and making sure that those titles grab people, I think is a huge deal. 
And then putting shows in your link in bio. That's something that really helped Connor and I is putting uh, some of our top shows in the link in our bio and tons of people started clicking on those. And that gave them one, a step into what our show was, but they were starting from a place where we knew this show was something that was really interesting to people that had done really well. That was the door. They walked in the door, they listened to that show, and then they were more excited to listen to other shows that we offered. So those are three simple things that you can do to implement that will really change your analytics and get people coming back and subscribing. Um, anything else you guys want to share about marketing or selling at this time before we go? I think one thing, you know, a lot of people might be feeling scared or guilty about selling something right now. And I would just like to reframe that for you because I think it's more important than ever before to be selling and marketing it because you, I mean, if you're purpose-driven, what you're offering serves people in some way and everybody has different needs at this moment, honestly. Right. So how can you offer that to these, to your audience in a way where they understand, I actually need this more than ever before. And I think that it just like on a heart level, people, people need you, people need each other. People need connection. People need support. And sometimes that's in the form of coaching services, products, right? These all help us enhance our lives. So it's just more important than ever before that we do this on an energetic level, but also in terms of the economy, like this is going to be an issue. And so if we stop selling, we're just screwing the economy over even more. So we just really need to pour everything. Um, we can into our businesses right now, I think, <laughs> to be quite honest. So I just, I just encourage people to take a, take a moment to reflect on, you know, am I, am I afraid of selling? Do I feel guilty marketing and actually why right now it's, it's more important to do that than ever before. And don't, you do not need to feel guilty about it or, you know, don't second guess it. Don't question it. People, people need what you have to offer. And it's just a matter of reframing, um, for the audience. So they understand why it's important because sometimes people don't even know what they need until they hear it in the right way. So maybe you can be that person for them. So great. Sarah. I think just a reminder that however people are feeling is okay right now. Like it is okay, whatever you're feeling and, not to judge yourself I mean, speak a little bit to Christina's point. Like if you're feeling guilt, like don't judge yourself for that, you know, just be easy on yourself, whatever you're feeling is okay. And we've, I think we've given a lot of really great actionable tips and pieces of advice in this conversation. And my last piece of advice is before you dive into making the decisions and like going and taking action is also to just like pause and downregulate your nervous system and like try to get out of that survival state and stress state, uh, before you do take action on these. Cause I, I, I've been using this like personal mantra lately that I've been trying to preach to the world, which is just that every individual that downregulates their nervous system is helping heal the collective conscious right now. So I think it's something we can all be doing. Mm, so good. Did you have one other thing? Yeah, I just like, I think that, you know, right now the universe is basically forcing us to slow down. That's what it wants. So, I really encourage people to just embrace it instead of trying to fight it and resist it. And even though, you know, we're talking about ways to market and sell and I fully believe in that, but it's about how can I do that in a more conscious way? And to Sarah's point, like slowing down first and being very intentional, intentional about how we're continuing to move forward and you have that open space. So just lean into it, lean into it instead of resisting and trying to figure out how can I adjust things to keep, to keep my, my structure of go, go, go. Now is a really great time to shift our habits a little bit and try out new routines and slow down so that we can just 
move forward in a more conscious way. Mm. More intentional, more conscious, slow it down. Everyone take a breath. We're going to get through this together. I appreciate you, Sarah and Christina so much. Thank you for all that incredible advice and wisdom. I just respect you guys a lot and what you're doing and you are definitely paving the way when it comes to marketing and strategy and just allowing for abundance in our lives. So thank you for being such a beautiful example. It's been so much fun. Thanks, Kelly and Christina. Thank you both. You guys are amazing. Oh, thanks. Thanks everyone for joining us. We really appreciate you. Have an amazing rest of your Sunday. Thank you all so much for listening to The Kelly Show. If you haven't yet subscribed, be sure to do so now and head to ratethispodcast.com slash Kelly to leave a five-star review. And as a bonus for doing that, if you send me a screenshot of your review before you submit, I will get you a little thank you gift in the mail. All right, we have another juicy episode coming for you next week, so stay tuned. And as always, if I can support you in any way, please reach out. Remember, I'm just a DM or an email away. See you guys soon.